0: In the words, public end is Chunk D, in the North. On the Fifth end Podcast Network, I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, guys and gentlemen. hope all is well, hope all is blessed, we have an interview for you to step two. So, if you look back at the episode uh, log from a couple of months ago, in the halcyon days of July, when it was hot and summer was here, we are now in October, and it is currently a storm when I rec- as I record. Anyway... In those halcyon days of mid-July, we had an interview with Mr. Yorney Blue. And that was a very fascinating, um, very interesting conversation. And we are back with another one. We have Yorney Blue coming back, coming through with his collaborator, fashion photographer by day, producer and artist by night, Amir. Uh, So they both come through for this interview um, to talk about their new album, the project's coming through on uh, the Monday, next Monday, uh, Monday the 23rd of October, so in a few days' time, uh, just past the weekend. And it's called Dream Big, as you can see by the title of the episode. And yeah, we literally just talk about um, trying to get to know Amir a little bit, of course. You know I mean? That's, you know, uh, part of the course of this uh, is, is all in views as I try to do. I'm trying to get to know the person as well. But we also get into their process as a collaboration, you know, what they learn, uh, the album itself, and the vibes of it, and the, and, the, and how they see success um, from the project that they've done. Uh, but And we also get into their top five, of course. So, well, Amir's top five, since we've already done Yoni Blue's top five, but we get into Amir's top five as well, which is very fascinating as well. So, with that said no wasting time, let's get into it, grab your snacks, grab your drinks, kick back, relax, whatever you're doing, thanks for listening, and with that said, hope you enjoyed the interview. Okay, we are here with uh already friend of FireVee, uh, Mr. only Blue, what well, is good sir, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Sir, and also joining us uh, is uh, Amir, a uh, producer, um, also working alongside Yoni Blue with a new record coming out, I think, 23rd, uh, 23rd on the Monday. Um, so, yes. Yep. Yes. So, hi, Amir. Welcome. What's good?
1: Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you, too. Nice to meet you, too. Um, I usually, uh, as Yoni Blue knows, I usually do interviews in the sense of uh, trying to you know, um, help the subject paint the canvas, so to speak, of their lives and stuff. But since we're here just on more, uh, on a more, I guess, uh, casual note and also more, um, you know, note of just, uh, promoting you guys' work, uh, which we will get into. Um, but yeah, I just want to kind of, you know, start with Amir and, um, just, I guess a whistle stop tour. Uh, through your life so far. Uh but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, Amir, I guess a a quick and easy question is uh, just des- des- describe your life uh <laughs> from from oh. from start to now in 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 a couple of minutes. I'm joking but no Wow, okay. describe how you feel. Who Who is Amir? No, you guys, an easy question. Keep All it, right. But...
1: So okay. Well, um, I guess I'll actually I'll answer both. I'll I'll give you a brief uh. Brief bio, and then we'll get into who is Amir. Um, well, uh, I started off as i a a fa- I've been a fashion photographer in the industry now for 14 years. Um, so that's, that is, that's what pays the bills. <laughs> nice, um,
2: nice.
1: yeah, started off in college as a graphic design major and then eventually moved into the space of photography. And then over the years, um, I started working and creating a, a movement called the Everyman Project, which is a, body uh, positivity initiative that I started back in 2017. Um, that's really a visual conversation about inclusion and, and really challenging, um, dated fashion ideals and, um, really prom- prom- promoting real inclusion, um, through visual campaigns, um, through interviews, photo shoots. Um, I and I've been doing that now, um, every man for about five years now and, um, how I got to music. That's 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 who Amir is. <laughs> Amir is my middle name, but also um uh, my alter ego. Um, it allows me to um detach when I don't feel like being Tariq Carroll. Music has been a, a place of escape, it's been a place of um solace, it's been a place of healing. And um I think I really had a lot of time to dive in discover Amir during the pandemic, um, during lockdown. Um I kind of started playing around with music production. Early 2019. During the pandemic, um, I really had a lot of time to really kind of dive in and build and discover who, um, Amir is. I kind of started a music production in the beginning of 2019, just dealing with some life stuff. I needed an outlet to kind of dive into it. I kind of started playing around with making beats and then 2020 COVID happened. So you know, we're all stuck in the house and COVID in New York city was an extra level of scary and and frightening here. So, um, being able to just like really dive into a different medium and just really get to build my skills. Um, all of 2020 was just really, really awesome. It was fun. I got to discover a lot and then getting to 2021, I meet this guy here virtually on Instagram and, um, We connected and, um, I produced a few, um, few remixes for him. And I really wasn't quite sure if I wanted to just be a producer or be an artist. Um, I will always have ideas for like songs and, and things, but I never really had the confidence to really just like step all the way into the forefront and like be on the track, sing, rap, you know, and, um, just really having an awesome community around me that really encouraged me to really just dive deeper into that. I really got to. Become more comfortable in being a mirror, and 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 then also dis- discovering different layers of myself. And um, and then um, last year, me and Yanni connected, and then we really got to work on our album that will be coming out soon. <laughs> I'm just feeling like I'm jumping ahead, but yeah, that's kind of a path of a little bit of Tariq, a little bit of a mirror, and where we're at right now, pretty much.
0: Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. I appreciate the uh, the pivot. That you made from obviously you know fashion photography to music I feel like you know that's while they're um tangentially related I'd say um you know that they're, they're they're different you know um expertises
1: they 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 are very different but there, there are certain certain things in the industry that, that kind of feel a bit of the same and then I think for me it kind of made it made sense for me after a while once I looked at you know most of my subjects for a while I shot a lot of musicians you know I had I had the chance to shoot Azealia Banks, got to shoot an EP cover, I'm not an EP cover, a single cover of Azealia Banks. Um, I got to shoot Cupcake. Um, I also interned at, um, at, uh, Universal Motown music group back in 2013. So I got to intern for a minute and I got to shoot for Diana Gordon. Um, so I've always kind of been behind the scenes in music and just really just having this adoration for it. And um not really quite knowing that I wanted to be the artist myself. Mm. Like I will always be surrounded by musicians, a lot of my friends were musicians, and um I just always had a passion for it, but I never really had the the courage to do it up until the last four years where I kind of dived into it.
0: That's standing. Um what kind of uh uh music were you into growing up and how does that um I guess uh, influence your production style?
1: That's a really good question. Um I grew up on a lot of Frankie Beverly, Maze, Michael Janet. Michael got a lot of play in the house, so did Janet, early Mariah, um Shaka Khan, so a lot of R&B, it's soul I grew up on. And then um actually my first album <laughs> that I purchased with my money was um Brandy's Never Say Never and um Faith Evans Keeping the Faith were the first two Albums actually went on purchase with my money. So that was kind of my entry point. And then, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, getting into like, y'all grew up in the same neighborhood, Little Kim and Biggie. So that was just always a part of the culture. So um, Kim is also one of my major influences as well as a rapper, as a lyricist. Um, and then um, when I got to college, uh, I went to New York Institute of Technology and um, just being around like, a different group of people, I got to discover electronic music. That's when I got into, um, Emotion Heap, um, Bjork, um, Lady Tron, La Tigre, um, and then just really diving more into pop, like, really diving more into pop, and, um, I think that kind of my college experience, like, I went to a lot of shows, um, got to see Goldfrap, I got to see, um, Kylie Minogue a few times, I got to see Prince, I'm a huge Prince fan, I got to see Prince four times before he uh-huh. passed, which, yeah, yeah, that was, that was awesome, I mean, also too, grew up with a lot of Destiny, shout and Beyonce, like a lot of us did, so, you know, I think she's kind of an inspiration for everybody, but I would say, um, production-wise too, growing up, um, really being heavy into, like, Timberland and Pharrell, those are two producers that that I definitely pull a lot of inspo from. But that's a little bit of of what I grew up on. I guess that that kind of builds like my my soundscape that I kind of play with and just pulling from different all of my different influences and fusing them together and making my own hybrid of my own sound pretty much.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny, you mentioned Beyoncé, I just started smiling because um uh when uh our previous interview uh and in you with the Only Blues uh uh we had a fun title for it. Um, probably uh-huh. the best title I I've saw. had. <laughs> <laughs> the best title, uh-huh. man. I still love it. It's one, it's one of the faves that just come out just organically. And <laughs> like it came out the it came out of the lost interview, but we had just had to bring it in just for just specifically just so I could title it and have a reason for that. But um it is a question I actually wanted to throw at you. Um, something I gleaned from um, the interview previous, um, and when Yoni Blue actually hit me up and I was listening to the music, you know, beforehand, um, the, 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 there's a stark difference between the work that he's doing now and the work that he did previously. So I was wondering if you actually, you know, took anything from his, uh, let's say more, uh, uh, more darker work, uh, from, from previous.
1: Yeah. Well, when me and Johnny started working together, I didn't really know what it would turn up into. Like, I didn't know if I was going to just be making beats for him or if I was going to be on the record. So like, when I sent him like a, a first pack of production, it was, it was a good deal of R and B beats because okay. I knew that's what he did. And, um, when we actually got to like sit down and like connect, you know, he was like, you know, I want to step outside of my comfort zone. Like, I want to, I want to try something different. I want to play with pop. I want to play with different elements. And, um, he just kind of let me do my thing sonically, really, um, you know, like I think on the album, I think I produced i think seven out of the ten songs on the album, I think, I think seven out of the ten I did, and um yeah, like like Johnny just kinda just let me do my thing like, production wise, which was really awesome, it was really freeing, and um i was I was just always surprised by the beats that he would pick from what I would send him. Like, you know, I'm like, oh wow, I didn't think he would be into that. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it was a lot of a lot of those surprises that kind of really just shaped the the project pretty much.
0: And, you know, I feel obviously I've listened to the project, listened to um yesterday. And um yeah, it's 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 very confident. It's very, you know, filled with that um energy that I feel like, you know, you guys are um really trying to put out there and embody i guess uh um your previous your previous works and obviously who you are who you guys are as well um a question for you on is just um you know trying to um throw you in here as well um on that uh front of just trying to be i guess uh not, well, not you trying to be surprised, uh, it was surprising to him, but, uh, when you initially first got those, you know, first pack of beasts and uh, Amir mentioning there were R&B, um, did you already have a, was it like an instinctive thing of just going like, I want to, I want to completely wipe the slate clean and do something f- uh, different on that front or, uh, yeah, w- when did that, I guess, decision come in for you on switching things up?
2: So, you know, as as you know, I started off as a songwriter. So for me, even though yeah. externally as an artist, I presented one way, musically, I was allowed to play with everything. And um in my experience, as far as pitching songs for projects, the records that I saw were getting the best response for me were the records where I was rapping and being more animated. So I was already playing in that world, have albums on albums worth of things that I could never release that, that were me playing with those colors. But when it came to me as an artist, I was encouraged by a lot of people around me to kind of go in one direction. And I understand. I think the music industry is definitely a place where we kind of just put people in boxes where they make sense. And it's like, well, you're the queer guy. You're the R&B guy. Frank Ocean, go be The weekend, Like, that that's your thing. And I was like, all right, I could do that. Um, right, yeah. But I had I had definitely set the intention um, right before collaborating with Amir that I wanted my next project to be hip hop. Or not just hip hop, but, but to be rap, to be something a little bit more fun. And that's how we came up with the name for the previous episode. We joked about Renaissance, uh, Gay gay Nephew. It was because I I had pitched all of these big R&B disco songs for the album that would become Renaissance. And the one record that was shortlisted was a song of me rapping. So it was like, I'm good at this. I enjoy it. It's more fun. I want to go that direction. So to bring it back to to Amir, he had initially reproduced an R&B record for me um into like a more electronic record but it's still still skewed r&b but when he sent me all this production it was a mix like some of it was r&b but there were some some more rap stuff thrown in there some more alternative stuff and i was like oh this might be the person i can do this project with that i want to do and um it was cool because i think the same way that i was trying to show people like look at all these other things i can do i realized that with him because they were songs that had vocals on them and i'm like wait who's this singing oh it's me and then it's like well who's this rapping oh it's me so then, that's really quickly when I identified, like, oh, I think we we might be able to really help each other out in this moment of of trying to come forward from being these these background players. So yeah. that's that's when it all kind of locked in for me, and I ended up in New York last summer for six months, and it just it, the timing was perfect to just knock this out.
0: Outstanding. Um, I like the, I guess, and it'll be mentioned at the end there of just like you know both of you were people in the background and now you guys are bringing yourselves forward and you know you are um you are putting your names on this project together um i guess uh going on to the project itself um it's uh you know like i said (laughs) a bunch of energy and uh, (laughs) a lot of just uh big club vibes man big club vibes Big club, but I'm <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I'm here for that. Here for that. Um, Thank you. Thank where did the where did the title come from? Dream big with two eyes. I am to that. that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: He's got a name and stuff in it,
2: right? Yeah, no, we we um. I don't even know where specifically it came from, but I know for sure. To to your point, the album being confident, being having this larger in life energy, we needed that. I I know yeah. I needed that. I was coming out of some really dark places in life. Just I was coming out of a relationship. I had some business uh, relationships fall apart. So I needed stuff that felt more confident. Um, and, and Amir and I bonded early on of just being bigger guys in an industry that doesn't always embrace us in the way that we wanted to present ourselves. You know, you think of iconic fat rappers as Biggie. It's pun. It's, it's fat Joe. You know, these are guys who are the epitome of hip hop. And then here we are you know, a little bit more flamboyant and we're queer. And, you know, we listened to Britney Spears and Madonna and it's like, well, where's the space for, for us? Yeah. All we really had, the, the closest thing we had was a Missy Elliott. So, uh, dream big came kind of from, I think really from our podcast because we ended up launching yeah. a podcast. Yeah. We ended up launching a podcast to promote the first single we did together called bigger than our dreams. Yes. And and the goal was to kind of to spotlight plus size creatives and and that kind of piggybacks off of Mir's work as, Tariq Carroll with the Everyman Project. Um, and then Dream Big just kind of came from there. The two eyes are supposed to symbolize us. <laughs> you yeah. know, that was it. that was it. <laughs> Visually, I wanted it to be our silhouettes, but we have this really dope chrome bubble balloon logo that I'm, I'm obsessed with. So I'm happy yeah. it turned out the way it turned out. Me too.
0: No, I I think it's cool. So that, um, you know, you guys have also, um, uh, are able, um, obviously through your previous works to and previous expertises to, you know, not just be about the music, but also have, you know, like you're talking about solid visuals and, um, also post things like a podcast as well to promote your stuff. Um, you know, as, um, something I, uh, regularly you know try and big up um through my other podcast is um you know just independent works and independent artists and how and how independent artists go about things um oh. uh, a question for Ramir actually on that front because I, I think i've um asked yb on the concept of his independence but um how would you, uh, how do you describe your, uh, independent, like, uh, independence, uh, artistic journey? I mean,
1: are right, so it, both, is that both music and photography included?
0: Uh, go for it. I mean, to photography. Why not?
1: Um, well, I can just say, I'll, I would I will say in ways both both my both my photography journey and, and music journey there are a lot of things that kind of tie the two together um I got into the one thing that ties together is I do use art um as a way to heal um and it's, it's the same way I got into both mediums actually like I got into photography um I think like in my last year of college and I was really depressed <laughs> I was dealing with a lot um it's just coming to terms with my sexuality and, um, you know, just like really kind of like sitting in now was like a little depressed and, um, and just kind of like the, the pressures of like, you know, what any 21 year old (laughs) deals with, you know, like self-confidence and and, and body image, you know, all of that stuff, you know, we don't have to go too deep into that, but, um, I think picking up a camera and just really being able to kind of like build my own world and like, really kind of like set different stages like playing with styling and like meeting different models and meeting new people um it really was a really awesome experience to kind of like get my mind off of all the crap that I was like hyper fixating on and um and then from there you know I realized oh wow I'm really good at this maybe this can be a profession and then editorials turned into paid work turned into me getting a few bucket list things that I wanted shooting a of three-page spread in GQ France, um, shooting for Teen Vogue, shooting for paper. Um, and then um every man, you know, again another thing I use to, you know, as the tool for my own healing, you know, and in dealing with my body image issues and and creating those conversations amongst other men and then getting into music uh, I was dealing with like a breakup um before I started making making beats and I was really depressed I was actually dealing with two breakups on on a romantic end the friendship end and um I was really really depressed and um I got into making beats I needed something to take my mind off of the junk I was dealing with and then you know therapy got in the mix too so that helped as well and um I we always use we we love therapy so <laughs> I've always used art as a way to heal and I think that that would be a good way to kind of book in both sides of my journey as a um musician and as a photographer um it's it's they've all been tools to kind of help me heal pretty much
0: Yeah um to I guess uh, the album as well on top of that um what do you guys uh hope to i guess uh succeed with um succeed with this project or has it already or have you already succeeded in uh, in just you know making it and getting to this point
2: yeah um, um i okay. you, go ahead. you <laughs> I was, go ahead i was just gonna say I, completing it definitely feels like a success and i don't want to i don't want to overlook that because i i tend to be so uh tunnel vision that it's like what about the streams what about the but honestly completing it was a huge success because um when we started there wasn't even a concept of, of creating a project and as it as it evolved and as we've gone through things over the last year and it really became towards the end like I want to I want to make sure I finish this I want to complete this because it means something to me and because the music and the process of creating it meant so much to me um but even bigger than that I think advancing a lot of the conversations you know I think through creating and branding this project with Amir I have been able to come to terms with how much I really do love putting music out I love creating music but even more than that I really do love the art form of putting music out of creative directing of having these conversations of pitching and um I think for me real success would be just being able to have as many conversations as possible around the music you know the music itself is fun it's big it's it's confident but what it's meant to us has been freedom to be every version of ourselves possible all at the same time so it's like if I can help a couple other people feel that um Amir will tell you I I'm I'm the first person to to pour into artists because I see so many artists decide who they are before actually experiencing who they are you know uh telling themselves I'm this type of artist I'm that type of artist well, I only do this I only do that and that kept me in a very specific place for seven years uh, in my music career. So that is one of my biggest goals is just like, how can I inspire other people to be the most authentic version of themselves, whether it's just shaking ass the club that that's authentic. Or if you are trying to say something really deep and meaningful and both things can exist on the same project. And I think, I think yep. with dream big, we do a bit of both definitely a lot more ass shaking, but that's more what ass-shaking. we needed at the time. We needed that at the time. <laughs> and so we much did. of our, so so much of our connection was founded in in this and just like being able to laugh and crack jokes and i'm like that's important if if our collaboration and our friendship doesn't give people anything else i hope it just gives them some joy
0: yeah yeah, Same, agree?
2: yeah. i agree i second a lot of that actually
1: <laughs> um I, I can say the project is be, uh, beyond numbers and, and any of that shit. This, this project for, for me and my own personal development, um, as a creative has been a huge, um, success because before this record, I was just making beats, you know, like I have a, another collab project that I put out in 2021 called Reflective. And it's just like, it's like four instrumentals, you know, um, it took me a while to build up the courage to really like, Put out records that I'm rapping on, to put out records that I'm singing on, to develop my singing voice, to explore it, to have fun with it. And I think through doing this project and us collaborating and us pushing each other and encouraging each other, I really got to tap into those sides of myself and I've grown immensely as a creative in doing this project, in as a songwriter, as a producer, you know, um, and, um, I think that alone, outside of any numbers that this project could ever do, this has already been a huge success for me.
0: That's cool. That's great. Um, what is one thing, uh, from both of you that, um, you feel like you've, um, feel like you've improved on, uh, through, throughout this process, whether it be personally or in, or artistically?
1: Well, I could definitely say I've definitely become a better songwriter. Um, I've definitely become a better vocalist. And I think also too I've I've learned how to become a better collaborator in this process, for sure. Those are some things I definitely feel like I've I've improved upon.
0: Can I add on top of that? How do you how how do you guys uh collab on a on the day to day in the process of making?
2: It? Honestly, we've we've done we've collaborated in so many different ways, which is cool. Uh, to going, going back to the point you just made about being a better collaborator. I think we come to every song with no ego. Um, and I think I learned that through my years of songwriting. That's why I was able to approach so many ideas that Amir presented to me and just be able to complete them and still feel a part of them because, um, you know, I just, I, I value what I do and I know I'm good at it. And I know that, uh, he's super talented so anytime he would present me with an idea it's like this is dope let's let's knock it out but uh a lot of times for the first couple of months it was remote um we would either send ideas back and forth we've also done some writing in session um like the actual title track we we wrapped together in the session we finished writing that together and track that together we yeah. recorded everything together for the most part like it worked yeah. out that we were kind of cuz we did most of this by coastal i was in la and he was here in, in new york and brooklyn we got a lot of it done Man, the first the first chunk of songs we got done in one day. We recorded like five all or one six. Day. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we came we back and did a really few well. more. Yeah, and we fast. cut super fast. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's been really cool. Like I said, I, I in this creative process, I've been able to see my experience and utilize all my tools, and to actually answer your question before that about just uh what I've learned from the process, I think I've learned balance more than anything else i've been able to have my hands all over this project in ways that i haven't before and just learn what i like to do what i don't like and just finding that balance because they were releases before that i would get so wrapped up in the press run and not enjoy it or get so wrapped up in in the mix and not enjoy it and this project has taught me a lot of balance of like you know if the if the overall group is happy we're happy let's move forward because i used to get caught up all the time
0: yeah i i can attest in you know working with others and um and just getting so much stuff done in a, in a 24 hours is absurd to just find that flow you know what i mean and yeah ugh, this is the best feeling best feeling is great um okay we so... professionals
2: damn it we are professionals
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly get, get, get to know all right um I usually, uh, finish up, uh, with two questions and, uh, well, you know, you could do, um, you could do the first one as well. Um, and if you want to do the second one again, if you, uh, if you feel, um, it's probably changed since. Um, but yeah. So, uh, the other first question is, um, what have you been spinning or you've been watching? What art have you been consuming that you would recommend to the people?
1: Okay. Um, what have I been spinning? I've been spinning dream big, not to plug myself. <laughs> same but no i I legit have been playing the hell out of our project um i've been spitting that a lot but but outside outside of that outside of that um i've been really just revisiting a lot of like um like late 90s r&b um Mm -hmm. listening to silk which is so random but i've really been listening to like I really like a lot of the obscure like groups and things. So like listening to a little bit of silk, a little bit of tank lately. Um but then right now too, also getting revisiting Janelle Monet's um, project. Um getting 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 back into that a bit. Um I really love the new Doja Cat project. Um I think I like the Oh no, I don't know if I like the first half more or the second half more, but I think overall, like it's a really dope project. Um, so that's what I'm spinning right now. Um, as far as what art I think everyone should consume, I think if anyone who's in Brooklyn right now, they need to go see the, um, um, fashion Africa exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. Um, I went there, um, a few weeks ago with my mom and I just left feeling so inspired. I think what I really took a lot from that exhibit is, um, just really the way, especially a lot of like, um, a lot of the wardrobe that they have on the mannequins for men and just the way that they, they really kind of step a little bit beyond gender norms, you know, and it, and the colors are more playful and, and fashion is a huge part of, of what I do, even as a musician. And, um, just really kind of taking, okay, how can I incorporate this? How can I play with different textures? How can I push gender norms a bit while still being, what doing was true to me, you know. So um that was a really awesome exhibit. So yeah, I think anyone who's in Brooklyn, New York right now should go check it out before the exhibit ends at the end of the month. They yeah. should give me a check for that.
0: <laughs> right. Outstanding. Yeah. Um, More I've been to Doja too. I've
2: been listening to Doja a ton. I like Doja I like the whole Doja album. It's definitely one of those you can kind of throw on and let it play through. Um good balance of singing and rapping and I just I'm a fan of, of the videos that she's been doing. Uh, I like Victoria Monet's project. A lot of the R&B girls right now, Tanache. Um, yeah. I still spin India Sean's album. And, um, there was another one I've been listening to. Uh, I can't remember right now, but, but that for sure, you know, speaking of art. So this is not an exhibit per se, but there's a thread on Twitter right now of alternate album covers that should have been the main album cover. It's my favorite thread. <laughs> the amount of really incredible scrapped album covers, it mm. they belong in an art museum. So if, If you're bored and on Twitter, look up (laughs) alternate album covers. And uh, some people really played themselves on not choosing these images. So I'll say that.
1: And I could definitely say as someone who's been on the other side of the screen and watching people uh, select images, a lot of it comes to self-confidence and body image issues with the images that they
2: pick
0: Mm -hmm. versus the
1: ones that work better. (laughs) It's
2: usually
0: the
1: the artist. Um, Yeah, that's fair. That's
0: fair.
1: not, to, not to blow anyone up but just <laughs> no, that's fair <laughs> no, that's, and,
0: that's, and that's interesting actually like you could you could, you probably learn more about the put more about the artists from the album covers they don't pick and the ones they do pick because as you said there's a lot of there's a lot of bangers out there that are just left to you know twitter <laughs> and or the you know.
2: or the songs they don't pick like it, it's very interesting the process again i think that's why Not to, to keep self promoting, but why I think our project feels the way it feels and has been able, we've been able to streamline it. We've Mm. been on the other side of it and seeing people get in their own heads about things where we're just like, damn, if I was in that position, like the song is great, put it out, picture's great, put it out. So when, when it came down to us being able to do our own thing, a lot of times, even when we were getting in our heads, the final thing was just like, let's just put it out because we've seen people, you know, sleep on good content, good material, even Even internally within our own, like friend groups, like we've seen people just sleep on songs. We're just like, why didn't you push that? Why didn't you put it out? So yeah, I think, uh, that speak, that spoke a lot to why everything feels so audacious in this release. Cause at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, let's just get something in the world that we Mm. feel good about. Yep. And Mm. not, and not regret not putting out the picture, not putting out the song, not saying the lyric. Like fucking do it.
0: Do it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Just dream big. Being <laughs> big. Uh, fun, fun question, tangential, uh, before I get to the last one. Um, but I like to ask this and I feel like it'd be interesting, uh, getting yours. Uh, I don't know if I asked you, uh, by uh, previously, but, um, if you could, um, get into, um, anyone's, uh, vaults, um, to listen to just everything they haven't released, all the demos or the stems, whatever, um, what answer would you pick?
2: You did ask me
0: this. I did. You did. It's I a hear, question. I want to hear a yeah, a... yeah, I got. Yeah. I
1: have two. I have two. Okay. I can't pick one. Um, Beyonce and Aaliyah. Like I want to go through okay. everything. Yep. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah's at at a popular pick. Yeah, I feel that's like a it's a pick. Obviously, because because it was cut so short and there's probably just like a ton of just stuff in the ether. Yeah. Um, and you know I feel like people need to be reminded sometimes that. She was great. (laughs) She was icon. She was she was tough. She was she was tough. Um, but yeah, fun question. Uh, last question. I always like to finish on is uh, what is your top five? I like to preface this with that is your top five. It could be whatever you want it to be. Whatever you want it to be about doesn't have to be about anything that we've talked about. Uh, my favorite example is top five passer shapes. If you want to be that um, odd. Uh, but it could be as broad or as specific as you like so that said amir what is your top five?
1: Oh wow okay wow let me think about that it could be any top five that 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 broadens it quite a bit you're giving a libra a lot of options
0: <laughs> you'll do well with those
1: okay <laughs> um I'll 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 go through my top five uh artists that have influenced me the most so let's do that Nice. Um Azealia Banks is number one. Um she's a huge influence. Um Beyonce Biggie, me be number three, um I think number four would be Missy and I think number five hmm. Number five would be Brandy.
2: The top five. No Madonna? I mean, no I give
1: five. That's a strong five. That's a strong five. That's a strong five, though. That's that is a strong, strong
2: five. five.
1: Yeah. If you gave me top ten, then I would probably... <laughs> We work some things, but, but, and <laughs> we're cool.
0: on the fly as well. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's no, cool. a strong five. Yeah. They put up hundred, they put up hundred yeah. on, on the board. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's great. Um, dream big, Monday 23rd of October coming through. Uh, yeah, be sure to listen. I'll, um, be talking about it on, uh, DITD as well. Um, next episodes, whenever that happens, I think. Yeah, probably like a week before but regardless i will be talking about it um and uh yeah man just congratulations on you guys creating it and finishing it and uh just providing nice. providing us with uh, some good uh some good positive uh, music and you know all the best to, to you guys in the future
2: thank you thank so much you
0: And then we have it, ladies and gentlemen. My interview with Yawny Blue and new friend of 5E, Amir. Thanks to both of them for coming through. And yeah, dream big with two eyes, of course. Coming through on Monday 23rd of October. Give that a spin. See what you think. And we'll leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen. Fonda the 5EPN. I hope it the spin was good. Intro music was Baxter by Bob Berrigan. Interlude music was If I Tried by Bureaucratic. There's a of music for a bit to use. You can find both the links in the full show notes. And with that said, until the next time, until next interview, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.